So uh, everybody, I want to welcome Carl Stedman from L.A. Unfortunately, um, you did not fare well. Your city did not fare well in the Super Bowl, and my wife's did. So I, <laughs> I mean, we have a lot of stuff to get into, Carl, but I mean... Business is business, and you know there's Brady jersey signed and Gronkowski jersey signed and helmet signed, all this kind of Boston paraphernalia behind me that um, unfortunately everybody's going to have to suffer through over the next whatever thirty sixty minutes. So, but thank you for joining me, man. This is um this is kind of a cool deal. Been in the works for a few weeks, and um for those of of those of, of for those people who are listening or watching or whatever that may not know who you are or may not know who I am. Um, we're going to take two seconds and let you give that quick spiel. So those that do know, I'm going to flag in the little, uh, in the YouTube video so they can just jump ahead of this part because we don't want to bore okay. them. We'll get to the meat okay. of it. So Carl, who the heck are you, man? Well, first off, thank you for having me on Jason. Um, my name's Carl Stedman. I am the CEO and founder of PSTV, a network that's dedicated to bringing positive, uplifting news and content to the world. And... Yeah, there's a lot of other stuff, but I won't go into it now. <laughs> yeah, we just, it's a we long just story. Two cents. Yeah, we want the two cents version here. Um, yeah, yeah. And then your your history is is uh, is it finance or hedge funds or something along those lines? Lines, right? Is yeah. your is your your back history? Yeah. And then, so I'm gonna say this. I was trying to remember exactly where I stumbled across you. I think it was on um, Chris Collins' feed or someone associated with him. But um, unfortunately, our our activity on social media doesn't go back that far. Um, yeah, I I don't actually remember. Yeah, I don't um, remember either. It was it was either Josh or Chris is my bet. Yeah, it was, it was so. one of those two. But needless to say, I saw you and I was like, I saw your account. I have to give this quick this quick story. I saw your account and it said, you know what, um, something about restarting from um, a, a much larger account or whatever, right? And so anytime yeah. I see something like that, I'm like, that's interesting to me. That immediately makes me think either something really cool happened or something really bad happened or something extreme occurred. That's just the way <laughs> my brain works. So I was like, I got to dig into this a little bit. So, um, so, you know, started following you. We interacted a little bit. And then uh, I, I looked at the, the PSTV thing. The, um, I think it was a Kickstarter campaign. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. there's so many different of those platforms. So I looked at that and I was like, okay, positivity. I'm like. Who who the heck wants all this positive? <laughs> like, like, where the heck is this guy? I was like, what is this? I was like, that's great, but but dang it, who wants that in today's day and age, right? Because obviously with our culture and stuff. So, um, kick me a little bit. I mean, give me a little bit on on what was the initial? Because I know the way that started isn't necessarily where you are now in the end all. picture, but that's the seed. So I yeah. I, I want to know about the seed. Okay, so I was running a hedge fund. And my mom was sending me positive, uplifting content on a daily basis. And I was like, why isn't this an app? So I went out, I taught myself how to code on Swift, uh, the Apple's coding platform, our coding. And then it just kind of took on a life of its own. People, content, ideas just started to spread and it literally took over everything. So my hedge fund is on hold while I build out PSTV. And it's gone from an app that I wanted to sell for some money to a full-fledged network and we're launching seven to 10 shows. Um, We just actually filmed our first third-party content this last Saturday. So we're doing post-production, building all the systems and everything for that and getting ready to roll out the network. So it's, it's been a crazy ride. The last seven months have been nuts. Not that the 
earlier 10 years before that but the last seven months have been nuts because that's people always hear that they're like oh yeah the last little bit's crazy and you're like oh you got lucky or you did that. <laughs> you're like no dude you just didn't see the last 20 years man it's like, yeah oh. yeah so it's uh, um so i love it i mean i think it's a cool deal i watch um obviously I've, I've done what i can um in a very limited way to to help the way i can with this which may or not been of help it may have stumbled you it may have created some obstacles for you but I like it. It's a cool deal. Um, I I just spoke with a couple of people about positivity as a whole, and I mean, I, mm-hmm. it's it's a good message. Um, what I want to get across, and and maybe you can help me expand on this, is that it isn't a gimmicky, campy kind of, mm-hmm. you know, hey, pick your head up. Oh, you know, fall down seven, get up eight. It's not that kind of thing, and that's kind of, no. I think, innately people think that first. They kind of go there first and like, you know what? I don't need a bunch of damn motivational memes and I don't need, it's not what it is. Um, it's, you know, it's real content, real discussions, real things. There is, um, negativity in it, but it's from an overcoming perspective and things, but I'm going to, I'm not going to steal your thunder on that one, man. I'm going to let you do it (laughs) because you, you know, a hell of a lot more than I do about it. I'm just the outside guy watching. Well, Basically, what we're trying to do, at least with the podcast and the first couple of shows, is show individuals that have gone through hell what it was like to be homeless, what it was like to be addicted to drugs or prostitution or whatever it may be, and show how they actually picked themselves up and walked forward, changed their life, and progressed towards a more fulfilling, happy life. And to be quite honest, we, we, talk about a lot of stuff that most society loves to avoid. Yes. And yeah, it's, that's, that's the cold, hard truth. We talk about the things that people don't want to talk about because there are so many people going through hell right now Mm. that need that little bit of uh, encouragement or need that advice to allow them to literally see the light at the end of the tunnel, know that they're not alone and know that it will get better. Yeah. Um, So we don't avoid issues. We're not all raw, raw and fluffy. We talk about things that um, are heart wrenching, things that are difficult, things that people have gone through. Uh, a good friend of uh, mine, Josh, and you know, Josh well too. Yes, absolutely. We talked, we, we filmed the, the first episode on Saturday and he talked about his background mm-hmm. and what he's been through. And that is to be very frank, a, a train wreck of a story, but he picked himself up he got past all of that and he's moving forward. And that's what PSTV is all about is to provide hope, to provide that message, to provide that advice on how to get out of shitty situations. Yes. And that I'm going to plug in on that just a little bit or, or my perspective of that. So many people do things that may not be morally right or ethically right or criminal in the sense from a really light standpoint of think if two or three years ago somebody caught with got caught with a small little amount of weed or you know or cannabis or whatever people want to call it nowadays they went to jail to where basically any second it's going to be the the ban the federal ban is going to be lifted and it's going to pretty much be legal everywhere you know and there's all these things so everything minor to that to even major stuff to i mean you you mentioned prostitution and drugs and in and out of jail and things like that but what i like about this um, is is you show through through your various shows 
you show through your shows. I like that. See, that was, a, that was <laughs> yeah, horrible. That's but, a final word. <laughs> yeah, I wish I, could, I wish I could edit that one out. But anyway, <laughs> but um, what you guys show is that people can change their lives. They can become, I hate to say this, but can become better people. Yeah. Not that they were horrible people, horrible people before, but you can change it. And I really would love to see, um, starting with our culture here in the United States, a way for people to be able to do good today, even if they did something wrong before. Does that make yes. sense? So it's, yes, um, it does. two cents on the, the, the two quick little bits on mine is that, you know, I, I've been through a divorce. I, there's, you know, which was super ugly and there was major custody battles and all this other kind of nonsense with that because of that specifically because of that, um, I would never be able to run for public office, for example. Yeah. Because you, you, you would just get destroyed and dragged through the mud and every crazy perspective of what family law and the family courts do to people. So it's just kind of like, not to toot my own horn, but I mean, I'm educated, you know, prior military or after service, I've got lots of experience. I've got lots of networking. I would love to be able to get into politics and be real with people and do stuff like that. But that will never be afforded to me because of what family law is, even though it's all nonsense and everybody knows it's nonsense, but you get, you get killed by it. And so that's what I like with, with what your shows are. My perception of your shows are doing is it's showing that people can become better after whatever that is that they've gone through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And to, to that point, like that is a major drawback in our society. I mean, your background is amazing and you. you are the type of individual that would be a very good politician. You'd be real. Not just fucking saying, sorry, I can't cuss, but not saying. Uh, well, on, on my show, you can say whatever the hell you want to say. Okay. Okay. Well, good. They, they just slip yeah. out every now and then. Yeah. But you would, you're the type of person that would make a great politician because you're real. Yeah. And you're no, you're, you're no nonsense, no bullshit. And that is what we need. So I'd love to help push society towards that direction where, Okay, maybe you not you don't have a sparkling picture perfect past, but you're doing what you need to do to help society move forward in a great way. Right. Um, I mean, Donald Trump honestly doesn't have the best past to be, no. to be fair at all. So, so no. <laughs> but so I, I could say we're we're slowly moving in that direction. Yeah. But yeah, um, and this has been a big part of my life. I mean, my mentor uh, when I was. 26, uh, I moved down to LA to get mentored by Ryan Blair. He ran a gang until he was 18. He got arrested. He was getting sentenced. He has to judge for leniency in a written letter. And the judge granted it to him because he said that quality of writing belongs in the classroom, not a jail cell. Oh, wow. Okay. And since then, he's gone out and built multiple companies, ex extraordinarily successful. But that's the type of individuals that I've been around for a very, very long time. And it's like, to be quite honest, if you have a sparkling past, you're full of shit. That's there are very, very, yeah, there are very, very few people in the world that truly have that perfect past. Yeah. So in, in my opinion, what it, is. it usually means you have some level of resources to just hide the crap. That's yes. That's my, that's my <laughs> yes. opinion. So it's just, just <laughs> no one is squeaky clean. Come on now. But um, that's it. I have to I have to you 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 said Trump. So I've got to say something on this. People will hate me for this and I'm going to get a ton of evil mail because it's, you know, whatever, if you love him or hate him or in the, whatever it is, 
you know how they have the little the little implants to help people hear? Yes. Brain implants. I just went blank on the name of them while I was saying that, but um, but they have those, right? Can we please get that for his Twitter feed? Twitter feed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, that would be the greatest content this world has ever seen. Direct feed from his brain to Twitter. <laughs> I just. I mean, it would offend people and people would get mad and all this stuff, but can you imagine the quality of entertainment that would bring, bring our world? <laughs> like just that would be hilarious. Oh, I just, I would, <laughs> I, had, I mean, any resource I had, I would pay for that. I mean, pay, you could charge pay-per-view to his Twitter feed. I mean, it's see, oh, it's just endless. The, the possibilities on that are endless. Like, please. Yeah, but anyway, sorry. I had to I had to plug that because I was thinking about that the other day and I'm just like, oh man, that'd be so amazing. That'd be funny. That's you know, wait, that's my wait till ahead. he's off uh wait till he's uh, out of the office to do that and then no, just let it flow through now. now. <laughs> I mean, could you could you imagine like his, all of his, you know, little rocket man statements and stuff from the past and think about what he's really thinking. Yeah, like, no oh, kidding. Oh my that would just be I mean our world would probably explode and implode a thousand times a day, but whatever <laughs> it would just be, it would be the greatest form of entertainment I could ever possibly imagine. So I, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's not really a political statement. I don't think, but it's just oh, it's a oh. selfish, a selfish way of entertaining. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> like, that's oh, funny. Yes. But so tell me, so, I mean, you've got, um, well, you've got multiple shows going on. Um, yes. I saw, I saw the I saw the the social media images. I hate to say where because I see stuff on all the different platforms, and I don't know where I see stuff anymore. But mm -hmm. um, product of just getting old, I guess. The uh, but I saw you know Josh is in the studio with um, yes. who was the lady he was with? Paula Lee Leanne, I believe. Okay, it's a hard name to pronounce. Yes, I was like, I was like, oh, and I, I have some notes, and I don't know where they went. So I had that written down, but it, you know, I'm horrible with names anyway. But it looks, I mean, it, it's clean. It looks cool. Josh's message, message is, is, um, is inspiring, but also scary. Yes. So, I mean, I, yes. I, I want to drive people to, to go there because it challenges you to really look inward to yourself. Even if yeah. you don't share the same experiences, the fact that he's so open about them and communicates them so well now, um, I'm not going to lie, years ago it was, it was kind of a choppy <laughs> It came out a little yeah. bit more to a choppy manner, but he's got it and he's, and it's so authentic and it's, I just, I love that. And so is it, um, is that the direction of the bulk of your shows or are you going to explore some level of, um, journalistic approach or media approach in some of them as well? I mean, what's kind of the future? How, where are you moving? All of the above. Okay. Like Josh's show is going to be Josh's show. We have nine others. Um, they all have their own different flavors. They're not all going to be as uh, raw as his show. Um, I just like how how honest, how open he is about everything he's been through. Um, and that's why we've chosen his show as the, um, the first one to truly take our capabilities and help him out and put him on the platform. Um, but yes, we're going to have journalistic um, styles. We are going to have news. We're going to have basically everything that has a positive biased um, okay. content, if you will. Um, and again, this is the, the model that we're going for is a Netflix style platform. 
Okay. So it's not going to just stop with 10 shows. It's going to be as many as we possibly can put on as long as they're drawing audience and as long as they're giving people value. That's what this is all about. Giving them true value, not just entertainment. See, I like that. And is it okay? Do you, are you familiar with um, curiosity TV? I've seen a few of that. Yes. Okay. So that I, I picture that, I mean, I know it's kind of like Netflix. Um, it's similar in nature, but it's just like Netflix is just, everything you know you've, yes it, it's it's all over the place you know old stuff new stuff unique stuff, whatever but um the curiosity tv i like because it has its sort of singular direction yes um, which is so yeah kind of what i see with you guys we're gonna be kind of in between the two okay so today i'm actually um talking with an individual about a um not necessarily beauty line but like products that are ripped apart to the point where they go through all the ingredients and holistic, all that stuff to Josh's stuff, which is the entire gambit plus news. Um, we're going to have, we actually have two brands. Um, one's an anti-brand that will appeal to millennials that are jaded with society. Mm -hmm. And the other one is PSTV, obviously. So we're going to have a mixed bag of messages from our, let me rephrase that a mixed bag of narratives. Yeah. Um, depending on who the target audience is. So it's it's not going to just be the stories that I have on my podcast or Josh's type of stories. It's going to be a whole lot to 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 appeal to a broad range of individuals. See, I like that. And I know this. So here's a question I think a lot of people are going to ask um, themselves when they're exploring the app or exploring the network and exploring things is um, you said, you know, a sort of a mixed bag of narratives and things of that nature, which is important because you've got yes. to be able to grab the attention of a wide range of um, people and perspectives. Yes. I'm trying to think the right ways to say that and be safe in our, in our deal, um, <laughs> which brings me kind of to my question on this is that we have such a polarized society, tribalistic society, and, and you hear all of these things, echo chambers, and you hear all of those words associated with it. And how do you have a plan or maybe, maybe not. I'll just put it out there this way. Is there a plan or perspective or manner of which that you're going to try to address people and feed their, um, don't take this the wrong way. I just lack, lack of, of terms right now, but feed their echo chamber, so to speak, or are you going to try to grab their attention and give them a broader perspective of what's going on? Grab and, and neither are wrong. It's just one of those things yeah. I know people are going to be curious about. We're going to grab their attention and give them a broader perspective. Nice. Um, we're so polarized in today's society that everything's either for or against. And that's just a human modality. That's literally a man-made construct. Yes. Um, there's, I mean, you have two points and there are a million or infinite possibilities in between those two points or infinite um, situations, thoughts, whatever it may be. So the fact that media has been so polarizing and politics have been so polarizing it excludes the fact that we have all these options in between. Right. So yeah. we are going to fill and show people that there are more options between these two polarizing viewpoints. And that's what we're going for is to swing that pendulum away from so much polarizing content where you're either for or against your tribes for or against right. to something where people can interact. They can be inclusive. They can actually work towards solutions and see that there's, a lot more than just these two viewpoints that are pushed upon society by basically the media yeah. and the narrative that's coming yeah. out right now. Yeah. And, and that's the honest and, truth of it. 
It is. And I have to say, and I have to say, I don't, so many people are, you know, whatever, just left media as hell and right media as hell, all this kind of stuff. You, you can't blame them. Like, this is my no. opinion. You cannot blame them. They're a business designed to generate revenue. And therefore, yes. each of them have grabbed onto a method or tactics or practice that is generating the greatest amount of revenue for the company in which they work for. So they're following Correct. a perfect business model laid out by every business school ever in America, right? I mean, yeah. and, and maybe globally, I, I just you know can't say that with any certainty. So it's kind of like <sighs> people are like, oh, well, the media this and oh, hell this. I'm like, it's not their fault. Like if you nope. really, if you really don't like it and you really want it to change, don't watch it. Like I, I think it's that simple because as soon as those metrics fall, they're going to change what their format is. Bingo. I mean, so, it's, to me, it's that simple. So it's like, I don't care if you're right, left, middle, in between this way, that way. It doesn't really matter. It's just the more we ignore anything that's massively polarized by not giving it our attention, the faster it's going to change. Bingo. And yeah. also there's going to be people like me, people like, um, Josh, yourself, Jason, that are going to go out and create content that is different than that. Yes, and exactly. That's going to steal eyeballs, and that's going to ping people's uh, thought process and, and open up their their modalities, and that's going to draw viewers away from that polarizing content. So, you, yes. but you're absolutely right; they're doing exactly what they should be doing. Yeah, the I, media in general. I can't I can't hate them. I mean, they're they've got very successful businesses. You know, yep. don't change. that's what, okay. So, um, tell me a little bit about it. Cause does Jason Cisneros have a show on the network? We are talking with them about bringing him on. Yes. Okay. Um, we're just, we're just, we haven't rolled out the network yet in full. Okay. Um, we're working through the processes right now. So, but okay. yes, we are talking to him. He's, so that was one. He seems interesting. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, you know, and social media is so hard. So I was just kind of like, if, if you think he's coming on and it's safe, um, maybe spill a little bit about him. Cause he seems really interesting, <laughs> but I don't know, you know, but, but if it's not, if he's not there yet, don't just say he's not well, there yet sign and we'll talk about him, but you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, no one's signed yet. Um, okay. this is all just me working with my network. I'm working with people that want to promote the messaging that we're putting out there. Um, but as far as Jason Cisneros directly, uh, he's amazing. Um, he was in a gang, his son got uh, born and he got stabbed four days later and he decided to get out of the game yeah. because he didn't want his son to go through that lifestyle. Right. Um, he's made every mistake in the book. He's gone bankrupt three times. Whew. And it's because of that, that he's so successful. Now he owns 26 companies. He employs 6,500 people. Um, he travels around doing philanthropic activities that would put a lot of people to, uh, uh, not shame, but to it, it's stuff that make people second guess their their life choices. Honestly, like he infiltrates um, sex trafficking gangs and does mm. sex slave rescues. Like that's oh, no joke. That's insane. Yeah, that is insane. And he he helps out philanthropically over a a ton of charities. Um, and his message is extremely raw. He, he came, uh, I threw an event on January 12th called New Year's Rev, uh, what was it revolution? I can't even remember the name. It seems like it's so far away. So much is happening. Um, but he came in and he was supposed to talk for an hour and a half. He ended up speaking for four and a half hours. And then, uh, the group of people that were there 
asked him questions for another three and a half hours and he just oh, gave wow. away content and, and philosophies and thought processes and it was extremely powerful like he he's he's amazing absolutely amazing and he's uh starting a uh, a show called the bald avenger um, okay it's <laughs> it's awesome i'll let him explain that in more detail yeah. but yeah he's he's a powerhouse to say the least no, it's awesome because, you know, on, I, like I said, on social media, it's really hard to get the full, complete picture of people. Okay. So it's just kind of like the, the a few of them that I've seen kind of interact with you. I'm going to I'm going to pound you about those a little bit. But, you know, that was that was one. Another one. Um, You just interviewed uh, Chris Collins a few days ago yes. or last week. Um, last I'm like, week. What yes. is, yeah. I'm like, what is today? I don't even my chronology is. Just <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so him, you know, I followed him for a while. We interact a decent amount on social media and he seems like a truly unique individual in a very positive way um yes and his message is cool and and you know i watch um one of his podcasts which i think he's still doing is the business outlaws yes um, yes it's growing dramatically yeah, right now it, it's so. growing quickly and you know i just see that because i know he's got another project going on and i'm so horrible with names and things like that so i'm not going to try to butcher it for him but um so how was how was it talking to him i mean what's that was awesome. Uh, he's got a large toolbox, as he describes it. Yes. Um, so one of the things that that we talked about a lot was people's identity mm -hmm. and going through situations where you lose your identity and you're so wrapped up in the story that you tell yourself about who you are that you become depressed, that you start falling down in, in, in a tight spiral. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that he realized is he he was a musician. He's from Seattle. And when that part of his life started to move forward and move on past the musician stage and he lost his identity, he had to realize that his skill set, his toolbox, who he was, was far greater than just a drummer. Right. And once you take that self-awareness and that story that you tell yourself about yourself um, from a small portion to something a lot broader, you truly expand your capabilities. You truly expand what's possible for you. And you expand your own self-worth, uh, self-confidence, uh, all of that. Yes. And that was something that resonated with me because I uh, I broke my back playing college basketball. That's not the technical term. I have bilateral spondylolysis. Mm -hmm. And I got it my junior year. And it basically wrecked my dreams of going on and playing professionally overseas. And I identified as a basketball player. Yeah. So that period of time when I was just like, it was ripped from me was a very tumultuous time in, in my own internal psyche. And to move past that, to realize that I'm far greater than just a basketball player um, was something that I resonated with them a lot on. So that's what we talked about mostly. Which is super hard to do. The second you identify yes. with something and it, it becomes you, I just... I wish we could find a way in humanity to never identify as X, you know, a single thing because it seems so damaging <laughs> in so many ways because it's just like, like you yeah. went through with basketball is just the likelihood of, of any single person becoming a great basketball star is so minuscule. I mean, you really have the same odds as winning the lottery in many instances, right? Yeah. And um, if you take yep. the big picture with all the lotteries, it's actually probably very close. And you may actually have a slightly better chance of winning the lottery than yeah, by becoming true. one of these top stars. And that's pretty much all sports, you know, and, and I mean, we go through that. So it's 
by identifying, like with you, identifying with being a basketball player, like me pre-injury, identifying being, you know, the greatest uh, martial artist, that, uh, you know, competitive martial art, that, like all of those things. We talked about that before on, on, on your show. And I've talked about it before, so I won't bore people with it. But when that changes by circumstances that are 100% out of our control, it is so devastating. And mm-hmm. if we had the tools back then to know not to identify with that, that that is a component of us, we are not a component of it, we would have been so much better off. I'm like, yeah. can we, Can we? with all of our quantum knowledge, can we just go back in time yet? Can we just, like, just <laughs> little bits? Like, I'm not saying go change major things, just, you know, individually with little pieces, like, hey, 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 snap out of it. You know, do it this yeah. way. You know, I wish, you know, maybe one day. Probably yeah. long, long, long past us, but... <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you never know. You might come back from the future. Your kids might come back and tell you to change you. So I sure hope know. so. As long as they power it with uh, with trash. Isn't that how they did it in Back to the Future? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you know, a little a little biofuel, eco fuel, whatever you want to call it. It works. But exactly. Um, yeah. So. So with, with yourself or with your discussion with Chris, can you, I mean, I, this is, these are, these are questions that I get a lot and that I even deal with a lot coming through and, and you're familiar with this from some of our private interactions, but, um, what are some of the tools or steps in any specific order that people can do or take or perspectives they can change to get out of that, um, that rut or that self-identification with something that may be damaging or, or an obstacle to them moving forward. For example, I'll take Chris, for example, he wasn't the businessman. He was the drummer, but he had that knowledge and he knew he had that skill set. which just like with sales, some people are born a salesman and some people aren't, if that makes sense. So he just had an an innate knowledge of people and reading people and reading businesses and seeing things. But he was going from a drummer to the world of business and business advisory and business consulting um, to some degree perimeter. So how do you make that step from drummer to, to what he's doing as, as a business outlaw, so to speak, and, and get past not being legitimate on your first one to a hundred steps. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So let me, let me ask a question real quick. Mm -hmm. Is that before or after your identity is ripped apart? It's well, Traditionally, I think that's after okay. or during as well, then, being ripped apart or after. Um, I yeah. think sometimes those transitions. Um, They're not crystal clear. Right. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't think somebody's going to make that jump if they're okay. So if Chris was doing really successful in his drumming career and they were touring and things, I don't think he would have made that transition. I yes. think something has to happen to create that, be it traumatic yeah. or be it whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a catalyst. In my case, yeah. it was bilateral spondylolysis. In Chris's yeah. case, it was uh, actually being passed up, and his uh, his manager telling him that he wasn't going to um, get to the point where he would want it enough to go live on a tour bus for a year, not being paid. Like he was right. making enough money, so that was his his catalyst. Um, the biggest part, at least in my opinion of creating a new identity or transitioning your identity is being conscious of the internal monologue that you have going on in your head. So I actually wear a rubber band on my left wrist 
and I snap it. Yeah. And I snap it because I am having thoughts or I'm having processes go in my brain that I do not find conducive to where I want to go. So taking a step back, if you're going through, we'll just use my experience as, as, as the example, if you're going through um, an injury that is ripping you from what you love and what you have traditionally considered yourself, your identity, mm-hmm. you need to start becoming conscious of the internal stories you're telling yourself. Because at that point, I was so finitely focused on basketball that I literally did not view all the other skills and talents that I had. I was extremely good at learning, extremely good at investing, extremely good at relating and drawing people in. But I didn't even think about that. So there's two things. If you're going through that process right now, find a way to do a pattern interrupt. So you'll start having these thoughts that, that start dwelling on the past or, oh, I got injured or, oh, this happened, yada, yada, yada. And that starts a downward cycle. But when you're going through that process, you have to do a a pattern interrupt and allow yourself to be conscious of that, that, that process that you're going through. So you can then switch the narrative that you have going on in your head. And I choose a rubber band because I am conscious of this process and that right there, it doesn't hurt. It's just a pattern interrupt to stop that thought process. And then once it's stopped and you're conscious of it, then you get to choose the narrative that you put into your head to redirect your path. And in my case, it was, uh, this is how I actually got confidence. I didn't have confidence growing up. I had none. Like I was good at basketball, but I other, like my self-worth was not there. And it took many years of redirecting that internal monologue to a more positive, to a more uh, fulfilling uh, thought process to actually get to the point where I am now. And it's still a process. But once you become conscious of that, that, that identity or that thought process that you truly have been telling yourself, and then you start redirecting it, it becomes actually easy. Yeah. Um, the second one is realizing that you are more than just the sum of your experiences, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that, again, that's another conscious uh, realization, but you got to take inventory of what you're good at, even outside of your um, finite skill sets within that, that arena. And you will realize as an individual, just like everyone else in the world, is you have a lot broader skills that are, that are not just being applied in, 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 in my case, basketball. My, my skill set was a lot broader and I had to realize that, that I had more value. So it's, it's becoming conscious and then taking inventory. And if you do those two things, it's not going to be an easy process by any means, because for me, it was a 24 years of basketball. That is a long time to establish those, uh, those connections within my brain that kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger as I thought about it. But you become conscious and then you start marching towards a different path. And that's, you know, cognitive reprogramming or cognitive yes. conditioning and any, I mean, you can call it anything. Um, yeah. You could strap a dog collar to your thigh and zap yourself. Yeah. Once yeah. Whatever I'd works. love to see someone do that. <laughs> I know. That's why I had to say it. I was like, there's some, there's somebody out there that's special enough to try that one. This is every, you know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So, okay. So let's, let's, Let's take that because that is, that is absolutely correct. From a psychological standpoint, you have to condition yourself almost to to dull some of the outside noise 
dull some of the outside um, negative feedback or internal feedback you're giving yourself. So let's say that. So we've now we we've taken some of the steps and and with somebody and they've got to the point where they're feeling more confident. They know they're they're not who they used to identify with in that singular perspective. That they've got a larger toolbox. Um, just to go back on the references we used earlier, and now they're saying, you know what, I'm going to get into whatever it is, be it something else, be it music or business or whatever, and um, any kind of consulting or what, let's say just consulting in general, that's an easy one. And they go out and they start talking to people, hey, I'm entering into the consulting world, here are my tools, I would like to do something for you or your company or your business or your group. And they start getting that feedback of, that's great, we like you, but you don't have any experience, we can't hire you. What are what's and you may you know this is hard. I mean that's that's a hard question to answer. But what are some of the things that people might be able to do to get around that in the processes of of growing? Okay, so two things. Uh, the first one is allow yourself permission to fail. Yes, that's a big one because most <laughs> people. I mean, we're, we're we're programmed as a society going through school to get the answers right every time. But as yeah. human beings, we're not. That's not actually how we learn. We learn by failure. We learn by trying, seeing what works, what doesn't, and moving forward. And then adding on to that, seek out individuals that are within your industry or within the knowledge base that you're trying to accumulate, whether it's books, videos, in person, Mm -hmm. and read everything or view everything that they've done, all of the internal thought processes that they're going through, and then use that as uh, a kernel of knowledge to start your own process. Um, When I was 24... I was broke, unemployed, just graduated from college in 2008. I talked to a random guy at Starbucks into giving me $100,000 to invest during the crash in 08. I have never invested in that amount of money in a massive crash before. But I had a knowledge base that was built up from other individuals who have gone through similar experiences that allowed me to be very successful in that circumstance and know what I was doing while it was happening, even though I did not have experience doing so. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like you said that and you're like in the crash of the 2008 or whatever. I was like, oh man, I mean, that was hard to get $10 out of anybody during then, yeah. much less anything yeah. more. Yeah. And, and I like that. And, it, and that's kind of one of those things is I just know people come to me about that. Um, I know you probably still internalize some of those things as you, as you hit stumbling blocks. I don't even know if I want to call mm-hmm. half of them failures, but um, you know, stub your toe every once in a while and you're just, you know. You got to shake it off, snap your rubber band or or shock yourself or whatever it is that you're going to (laughs) do. But but that's a good one. And it's so often people are afraid. I think people are conditioned to be afraid of giving anyone else a chance in today's society. Um, Yes. And so typically what I tell people, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, but it's worked for a few of them, is that never... I'm not a salesman anyway, so I don't hit the sales right off the bat. But never come in with the sale always have multiple touches before there's any type of a sale, you know, develop a relationship, develop some, some level of trust. Now true trust takes a long time. So I'm not saying take two or three years per customer client B2B or, you know, B2C type type stuff to develop those relationships. You've got to have a relationship first. Like no relationship typically means no sales unless you're selling widgets and then it doesn't matter. Right. So Correct. that's that, that relationship building. And I like what you said in the sense that find somebody that's in that niche or in that business and either um, 
scope them out and, and gather all the information about their past that you can, or just hit them, just directly hit them yeah. and just say, Hey, I'm really impressed with what you're doing. I'm trying to enter it. DM them a few times. The first couple of times, again, they don't know who the hell you are. They're probably going to ignore you. And then um, just keep at it. You know, that's kind of my deal. And and it works for a good number of people. So can I, can I add something to that? Yeah, please do. Please. Okay. So when you're going out for your first sale, you're absolutely right. You need to establish a relationship. And along those lines, you need to figure out what the vision of the person that you're trying to sell truly is. Because once you figure out what their vision is, then you can provide a solution to help them achieve that vision. Right. And that right. I learned from two people, uh, Maureen McCain and Shanda Sumters, both very, very powerful individuals that are very, very good and very, very, uh, they have a lot of presence. And it's because they figure out people's visions yes. and then move them forward. And whatever it is you're doing, selling, feeding, any of that stuff, if it doesn't fit that person's goal set or their individual mission or their group's mission or the things mm -hmm. that they need. If it doesn't fill a gap or identify a gap that needs to be filled, you're useless. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get yeah. anywhere with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this is from Jordan Belfort. Uh, only sell people who are in the market for your services. So a lot of people just along those lines, a lot of people try to sell people that aren't in the market. Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I thought that was just understood. So I kind of skipped over that. No, like, no, no. Know. Maybe, maybe don't sell salt water to somebody in the middle of the ocean. I don't know. Maybe exactly. That's a good idea, but exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, I totally brushed over them, but I think that was very important. I think that was a good one. <clears throat> Sorry. I have, I, we here in Houston, we're about at 80 degrees and like 6,000% humidity. So I had to oh, clear geez. my throat. Everyone. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. So it's like everybody's got this thing in their throat for you know, 24 seven right now, but it, it, it's, it's crazy. But okay. So one of the things that, that I had noticed and I wanted to talk to you about it earlier and totally skipped over it. Um, you've accomplished some things in developing this network or this app <clears throat> that is relatively challenging for a lot of people. I mean, you've got some support. Um, I'll just call it some either financial support and some networking support and things of that nature coming through that have, I think that have helped you build something, um, in a little less than a year that would normally take people maybe a year and a half or two years to build, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, is there anything that, that you identified with coming through this that was a, a major component of that or any tactic or, um, not luck in a sense, but maybe it was at your already established network or does that make sense? Like what were some yeah. things that that maybe, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it, it would have, maybe this should have taken a month, Carl, and you're seven months. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just saying, it, it seems, you know, it seems like, cause I, I, it seems like the progress is going at a, at a exponentially faster rate than what a lot of people in yes. development, maybe not as fast as you yes. wanted to, but faster than normal. Yeah. So we've actually been around as a company since July. Okay. So seven months which awesome. is crazy to think about of what we've accomplished. And we've done it with very little finances. I think I've put $4,000 into the company awesome. over the course of those seven months. Like that's it. Um, so to answer that question directly, I think it was my existing network that really lent support in all of the journeys that I've been on 
and the people that I've attracted into my life, they have truly stepped up and helped dramatically. And it's kind of funny because there were points of my life where I did these individual projects that directly relate to PSTV, but as I was doing them, they had no relation to anything I was doing. Uh, You you mentioned when we first met um, the the old account I had. I had an account of 25,000 followers on Instagram that I got bored of, and I literally just closed it because I was bored. Not smart in hindsight. <laughs> no, still, no, not smart. That was two and a half years ago, and it probably would have been right around a hundred thousand followers, which would have been nice to to launch into. Yeah. But um, there was another individual. Uh, her name's Bonnie. She owns a distribution network. I met her randomly at a coffee shop like six years ago, and we started talking. So there's all these disparate events that, in hindsight, they all come together right now and help build PSTV. But as I was going through them, they were just random one-off things that had no bearing on what I was doing. Yeah. And well, they, they all seemed of... random. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Random. That's yeah. the huge thing. So when you're going through your journey, you never know what your future is going to bring. So be aware that there are situations that you're going through right now or have been in the last couple of years that will directly impact your future, even if you don't know it yet. Yeah. Exactly. So, and even if the even pod- if you're even if you're incorrectly self-identifying with something singularly, like we said, as a bad idea earlier, you're still gonna you can still develop that network. You can still do those things yes. that will help feed you once you fall on your face and and, and realize that that singular path <laughs> you're on is not a good idea. Yes, yes, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I mean that that's just one. <clears throat> sorry. Um. That's just one that, I mean, that is a perspective that I think is extremely important, which I kind of already knew what your answer would be because of our interactions, but I, I needed to get that out there because that's, you meet so many people in your day-to-day interactions, <clears throat> which is why it's so important to always, <clears throat> some people say always be on your A-game. Um, I don't necessarily like to say that, but always be be inviting to whatever you're observing. Like never stop observing your surroundings because there may be something, you know, it's totally random, but this is a point. I helped a lady um, a couple of days ago when I was leaving the grocery store. She was trying to put her toddler in the car. Her grocery cart was there, all the stuff. And I'm like, you're done with this. Let me grab it. I'll go put it away. Right. So grabbed it, put it away. She, then I'm continuing down, putting groceries in my car. She stops and she's coming by and she's like, Hey, you know, thank you so much for doing that. You know, this and that, da, da, da. Long story short, um, I have to be a little bit private because there's some connections there, but yeah. her husband is now somebody who I was actually trying to connect with that wasn't. And so <laughs> I, I just, I was just walking along and saying, hey, let me grab your cart for you. I, I had no intent whatsoever, anything other than helping this lady get her cart because she was having a hard time with her toddler. Yeah. And then now I've got Amazing a connection. That yeah, that's something. So Anyway, something extremely positive is very likely going to come from that. But how do you even, you can't, and it's not luck. It's not this. It's not that. It's just, I went through, did something with good intent, was paying attention around me. And there you go. Bam. Something's going to happen. Yeah. That's serendipity. That's life putting a event in your, in your perspective, into your, your getting past your filters, if you will, Exactly. that shows you that you're on a path that is where you should be moving towards. 
I mean, literally, well, I hope, you found that's not that path of I just need to go put carts up all day at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> no. Easy. Easy. I mean, my, mine, mine that's happened is Starbucks. I have a chapter yeah. on my new book broken open about Starbucks specifically because of all the opportunities that I have created out of just random interactions and conversations. Yeah. You know, this just popped into my head. You may not have come across any of this yet. Do you have any idea what some of the rules are with like copyright and trademark stuff and talking in like open forums like this? So like even your shows... Um, or shows on your network and things like so like st- just take the Starbucks for example like is you're putting in your book and you're saying those things is are we allowed to do that are we not allowed? I have no idea I'm just gonna do it if my yeah, lawyer I mean, say stop I'm gonna stop like it's always easy to ask for forgiveness and approval but that was what I was thinking yeah. about the other day because I was like you know with all the Super Bowl going on and sports and all this other kind of stuff and media and news, I'm like, what are what are or are not the restrictions for talking? Because obviously, if I throw logos up and I do all that kind of stuff and use people's images, that's a different thing. The visual thing is very different yeah. than the audible. But so I'm like, if audio is there restrictions on audio, and I couldn't find anything on um, simple Google searches, so I did, I didn't. So ask. yeah. So to, to answer that question directly, yes, throwing up logos and stuff, you're implying that they're endorsing you. So that's right. a no-no. Right. Um, speaking about them, that's your opinion. Yeah. So they can't do anything about that unless it's libel or um, the written one. Uh, basically speaking bad, that is yeah. speaking bad about a brand or a person that is untruthful. They can go after you for that. But just speaking your opinions, no one's going to go after you. Like right. you can, you can say, I mean, that's part of the, the beauty of living in America is freedom of speech. Yeah. So you can pretty much say whatever you want as long as it's either opinion or not bashing on someone that is non-factual. Yeah, yeah not slander or, you know, things yes. like that, but it can be, yeah. you can share your experience. You can do things yes. like that. But it's, yeah, I think it has to be like a call of action or slander or do something that creates some level of um, identifiable damages, I think. Yeah. But I don't think the voice just using using your voice and speaking about any company or any logo or anything is is restricted in any way i don't but all that trademark stuff man i don't know i mean (laughs) you you type crossfit and they're sending you letters of cease and desist you know (laughs) (laughs) i just said johnny went and did crossfit the other day why he was cease and desist what you know it's you know so they're crazy but um I had to I had to plug that. But you know, you said the Starbucks in the book, and I was like, "Bing!" That just made me think of that. I had to waste a few minutes on that one. I just had no idea. <laughs> well, you know, because there's things like that that there's you know we don't have time to research that stuff, and Mm-mm. I'm not going to go pay an attorney a thousand dollars to give me that answer. So, you know. no. Yeah. And on top of that, though, like when I talk about these things, I'm not really saying the like the places where I've had a bad experience of. When I bring something up, I want it to be in a, in a positive manner. Yeah. So I'm literally saying, hey, it's an advertisement for this company like Starbucks. I'll talk yeah. about them all day simply because it's been so instrumental in my own journey. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, I mean, they're not going to come after me and be like, oh, you can't say that because it, it paints us in a good light. Like it's just, so if you come from that perspective and from that, um, that point of view, then you don't really have to worry about any of that. They should be sending you gift cards. Exactly. That's that's kind of that's, that's my. Hear that, hear that, Howard. 
<laughs> at least a nice coffee cup or something, right? I mean, you know, uh, a little yeah. something, something, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can brand it. You can do it. That's what. Um, are you good? Are you guys um going to be doing like branding and merchandising and stuff? Is that coming down the road? Yes, we're going to have sponsors for every show, and then we're going to have uh, network wide sponsors. Um, okay. and we will probably be moving towards the direction of actually having our shows with branded content in our store. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it's just yeah. I mean, you know, I have all like the random questions as like as we get towards the other <laughs> stuff of all these things that have popped into my head over the last, you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes or whatever. And and then I've got to just kind of spew them because otherwise I won't sleep at night, Carl. It's it's bad. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> ask away. Ask away. You know, it's like all the random things like that. But um, yeah, so I mean, but we're we're kind of approaching that that hour mark. So really, this yep. is where um, I mean, is there is there anything you you any messages you want to relay or, you know, anything you want to get out there about the network and shows come and stuff, you know, stuff like that. There's everybody has a message and everybody has something that they want to get out. And, and I don't want to, we've covered a lot, so we may have covered it, but I don't mm-hmm. ever want to get in a position where I'm stopping somebody from delivering their, their specific message. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would just say that if you listen to podcasts, obviously subscribe to your show and subscribe to the Tivity cast. Like yes. I'm just going to throw that plug out there because the type of content we deliver adds value. Yeah. It's not for just strictly entertainment purposes. And I know that because I've, I spoke to you, I've listened to your shows. I, I love what you do. Um, and the people that we bring on the Tivity cast, you're, you're a guest like you, yeah. we bring on individuals to help others. So I'm going to plug it, go listen to both of our shows, go subscribe. Um, as far as the network, we're working through the logistics. We're working through the systems, the processes, and we will be rolling out the video network relatively soon do i have a date not yet um but we're working on it so it's just moving forward so yeah that's and oh i have a book coming out called broken open that was yes. kind of a crazy story i heard that and i was like i was about to ask you i was like don't leave before you get the book I mean, where, um, <laughs> where are you in the stages of it like are you in the are you in post-editing or you where are you we're, we're editing right now um okay. it's crazy like this wasn't even an idea november 1st oh wow okay yeah, I had a two-time best-selling author approach me to interview me to make a book. She interviewed me. Another friend transcribed me or transcribed the interviews. Mm-hmm. Another friend introduced me to a publisher at the, one of the fastest-growing publishers in the U.S. And within 60 days of inception of the idea, I had a book offer on the table from a major publisher. Nice. See? So scary it's been crazy, nice. man. Yeah, scary yeah. and nice. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. that's me. It's cause you know, I'm working on stuff on my own and different couple different concepts of books and, and I'll get into that on some other podcast, but it's kind of like the, the, my biggest obstacle is that I'm like, when this goes to print, it's done. Like yeah. it's done. There's no take backs. There's no, it's done. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh, that's very final. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, you always have the second or third edition little changes well, here. Tweak it. Yeah, but man, that's out there. And I'm like, oh, wow, put my neck out. But, you know, <laughs> that's because this stuff, I mean, you can always like delete a video and it's basically gone forever. There's ways to do that. But those books, man, whoo, scary. Yes. But congratulations yeah. on that. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank I you. Love that. Thank yeah. you. And I have to say, I'm, I mean, I'm impressed. So I'm, I'm not only impressed, but I'm proud of you, of what you've put together with PSTV and Cast and things like that nature. And it's, I'll continue to help you however I can, although it's minuscule. But I mean, I love it. I mean, I like the direction of it, um, you know, so lean on me for whatever I'm worth and, and just proud of you, man. That's a cool deal. Well, thank you. Thank awesome. you. And keep doing what you're doing. 
Like nah. you're, yeah, keep doing it. Thank <laughs> it's <you>. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we'll have you back on maybe when the book's out and, um, yeah. and, and we can go on that yeah. or I can come on yours and we can talk about the book. It doesn't matter. Well, however that stuff works, we'll just put it out to the public talking about your book. I think that'll be fun. And, um, Thank you. I, I appreciate you coming on. Hope, hope you had an all right time. And, um, I just look forward to seeing what's coming around the corner with you, man. I had a blast. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. Awesome. Thank you.